Hey guys, welcome back to Micah Jiggers with Dan and Emily. I'm Dan, and with me is my co-host Emily. Welcome back, guys. So today, we're going to have some what-the-fuck news as usual, and finish our short little trilogy on the original Star Wars trilogy. Woot woot. This week, we'll be talking about Return of the Jedi. I'm actually really excited to talk about it because I've got some big opinions on this one. Yeah, I have quite a few notes on it too. But first, let's just dive right into our what the fuck news. All right, I'll start it off. Mine really isn't so much news as it is just why the fuck would you buy this? So my first object is People can buy fucking tutus for their goddamn chickens on, like, Etsy. (laughs) Why? Why would you buy? They're farm animals. They're there for a purpose. I mean, a chicken pet would be cool, but why would you put a fucking tutu on it? It's not a dog. Like, dogs are fun. Have you ever seen that video of a chicken wearing blue pants? I think I know what you're talking about. That chicken's strutting his stuff. He looks like he owns those pants. (laughs) So I can only imagine what a... Chicken's going to look like in a tutu. But, like, I didn't go to the trouble to, like, look up a cost for it, but it's just like, why would you buy a tutu for your chicken? Yeah, whatever it costs, it's too much for clothes for a chicken. Yeah. So, don't buy tutus for your chickens. Or if you do, send us pictures. Yeah. I would like to see that. If you have clothes on your pet chicken, send us pictures on Micah Jiggers podcast at Facebook. Or just if you have clothes on any of your animals would be just perfect because we love animals here. Yeah, we do love animals. So let's see your animals. Yeah. My first story. The headline is video shows Iowa caucus goer trying to change her vote after learning Pete Buttigieg is gay. I love this story because this lady supported Pete Buttigieg's policies enough that she voted for him. Yeah. And then after the fact, talking to somebody, whatever, at the polling place, she just happens to find out he's gay. And there's a video, so there will be a link in the show note. You guys have to check this out because the lady is nuts. And And she's not even making any sense onto why besides the sole fact that he's gay. It's kind of infuriating because she's saying stuff like, I don't want anybody like that in the White House, and he better read his Bible. But up until that point, she was perfectly fine with him. And the the fact is, he's been extremely, extremely open about it, even before like the presidential run, because um, didn't he do, did he do a Senate run? I don't know. I know he's mayor of someplace. uh, Or something like that, yeah. But he's been very, very open, and he's actually quite a religious person. In the video, after she says he better read his Bible, the person that's talking to him is actually like doing a really good job of keeping her cool. Oh, she kept her calm. She says, well, he actually does read his Bible. He very much is you know, a Christian, believes in his faith, and the best part is this lady that's upset says how come this hasn't been brought out before like they've been keeping it a secret and they just now announce it to everybody the two polling people were just like it's common knowledge i mean like he has said it yeah it's great because i'm not even into the democrat primary so like i don't know much about those candidates the only two things i know about him are one he's a democrat and two he's gay I I don't get too much into politics either, so I don't actually know a whole lot about him. And I mean, when everybody started like announcing their runs, I know um, there was articles that I was reading about like all the issues some of the Democrats were running on. But like, I, I honestly can't remember what he was doing. But yeah, this lady supported him so much, and then so- somehow didn't know like the biggest thing anybody knows about him. I just love it. So can I have my thing back? Yeah. I don't think you can. Yeah, and it never really said weird. if she did or not. So like, yeah. I'm curious to find out if they did, but she signed it. Yeah. And it's a caucus, so not a primary election. Like They do it weird anyway. So like, I don't fully understand what's going on with the card. It's just that whole story. Is, it's entertaining and infuriating. Like, How can somebody be so just... What's the word that I'm looking for? Not idiotic but dense yeah or oblivious yes yeah it's it's nuts this one 
I don't understand it at all. U.S. postal worker hides mail in a storage unit because he felt too pressured to deliver it. So a U.S. postal worker was caught with a public storage unit full of undelivered mail. I don't know if they've sentenced him yet, but Jason Dela Cruz was mail carrier in Chesapeake, Virginia. Sorry, Chesapeake Bay, Virginia. And he told prosecutors he felt so pressured and he that he couldn't deli- make it to all the deliveries in his mail route. Maybe Chesapeake Bay is a large area, but they only have so many like square feet that they are square mileage that they deliver. Anyways, so he rented a storage unit for all the mail that he couldn't deliver. They even said that he paid $49 a month for the yes, storage unit. He was paying to store the mail he couldn't deliver. Agents from the USPS found almost 5,000 pieces of mail dated from November 2018 to February 2019 when he was finally arrested. So over a year of mail, or sorry, no, not a year, but- I think it was like nine months or something. Yes. And he had only worked there 14 months and he can face up to five years in prison. But if you can't make your delivery routes, why are you a mail deliverer? Yeah, I don't really like the postal service anyway, but it could be that they were understaffed. I don't know, but other postal carriers were getting their work done. Yes. Trying to remember specifics here. They're, They're saying that like, 4,500 pieces of the mail were like, you know, junk and advertisement. Mm -hmm. And then there was like 100 pieces of like first class mail. And they're saying that's like DMV and tax stuff. And yeah, that's, you know, shit that's important. There's stuff that has deadlines that you need to read. So good. That is one good thing about living in the, um, you know, internet age where people can you know see their bills online like i'm the type of person i like paper statements Mm. but i pay my stuff online i don't know i'm just that kind of person i don't like paper statements because i don't really check my email that much oh you don't like email statements yes e-statements whatever i don't care for them if i open up a piece of mail but like i'll usually know when my bills are due but this is just ridiculous Yeah, I love that he says he felt pressured to deliver all the mail. That's your job. You should feel pressured to deliver all the mail. You You have one literal specific job is deliver the mail. If your job is to deliver the mail, and why is it taking you so long to deliver mail that you can't make your route in time? I I don't know. It could be the route was unreasonable. Whatever. But if your job is to deliver the mail and you feel pressured. Because you have to deliver the mail, maybe you shouldn't be the one delivering the mail. Yes. Get another and now, job. And now you just threw your life away because delay of mail is a federal offense. Yeah. So I saw that story when you shared it in our folder and that was messed up. If you guys happen to hear weird noises in the background, Scotty is being extra energetic today. So she likes to take her toys and she'll play them ne- with them next to our entertainment center which is raised up, and so her toys get stuck underneath that shit, and then she freaks the fuck out because she can't reach them, and she just pushes them even further back. Yeah, so just bear with us. So sorry. Not sorry. Moving on, this one. (laughs) We both have stuff to say about it. Uh, The headline, A child died of the flu after his mom consulted an anti-vax Facebook group. Geneva Montoya took her kids to the hospital because two of them had fevers and flu-like symptoms. A third child, Najee, went as well, but according to her, wasn't tested because he appeared fine. At some point, there was a prescription made for Tamiflu, and then she consulted an anti-vaxxer Facebook group with 139,000 members. That's just stupid in itself. It's terrifying. Saying her kids were not vaccinated, And she was looking for natural ways to break their fevers. And she took the advice to use vitamins D and C, elderberry, and fruits and vegetables, saying she'd go ahead and try that. Well, apparently it didn't work because Najee, who supposedly was fine, developed a fever that is now believed to have caused the seizure, which killed him. God, that is just, he was four years old and that's just so just heartbreaking. Yeah. I'm not even going to say what crowdfunding website they're using, but they have a crowdfunding page on one of those services, and there's really conflicting details about exactly like at what point her son 
received a prescription and whether they took him to the hospital multiple times. And yeah, it's hard to figure out like what's the truth of this story. But basically, the (laughs) fact is her child got a prescription and she didn't use it to, you know, help him get better. Yeah. And except now the parents are saying, oh, yeah, we gave him all the medicine. Of course, you're saying that because your child died and you're the cause of it. Yeah. And you don't want the backlash or any criminal charges. But like, okay, so here's the thing with the, you know, natural remedies. I do understand them. Like, give your child the medicine, but also help boost the immune system. I mean, vitamin C and D will help boost his immune system, but give him the fucking medicine. I actually do believe we probably over-medicate in our culture. Yes. And by taking medicines for everything, mm-hmm. our body has no reason to naturally like build up immunities. And sometimes I even worry about like how that's going to affect us like evolutionarily. Like mm-hmm. we kind of need to let nature have an influence, but maybe do that with your own adult body and don't risk a child a child like get him to the age of being an adult and then he can make his own decisions see here's my thought on that too is i do agree with that but if it's a medicine like i understand like over the counter like pain relievers i take too much of it mm. i wish i could figure something out that would help me rather than take so much of like you know advil and all that but if tamiflu is proven multiple times backed by science to help your child feel better with the flu use it and here's what's so infuriating as of yesterday at the time we're recording the center for disease control has reported 78 u.s pediatric deaths related to influenza just this flu season how many of those because we're vaccinated it it doesn't say as i say i mean I know it's I read too many. I can't remember percentages and I'm not going to quote a number because I don't know the numbers. But there is a study out there that shows most childhood toddler deaths from being sick like this are because kids are not vaccinated and I don't know the exact percentages and numbers on that, but I remember reading that because of this on this article. Anti-vaxxers piss me off so much and I'm not even saying Everybody needs to be vaccinated as an adult. It helps because there's a such thing as herd immunity. And the more people that are immunized, the more chance there is of breaking the chain of disease transmission, even if everybody isn't immunized. Yes. If you're an adult, you shouldn't be forced to be vaccinated. Yeah. But when you're a child, when your immune system is still growing and trying to defend itself, help it. Yes. It Makes me so upset that a four-year-old happy boy cannot grow up. Yeah. If you have a child, your number one priority should be making sure they grow up. It makes me so upset that a lot of the anti-vaxxers would rather have a dead child than a child that has, you know. Autism. Yes. And that's where a lot of this stems from. And I know this is a different conversation, but this is where people are getting this false information from. That has been proven false. Yeah. The study that originally said that has been recanted. The person that came out with it says, like, yeah, it's, it's not true. And people still keep believing it. I don't understand how stupid people can be. Autism can have a damaging effect on somebody's life, but... But kids can grow to help control that. Well, an autistic kid is better than a dead kid. Yes. It makes me so sad to say you would rather have literally a dead child, watch your child suffer and die before, you know, age five, than to see them grow up with a disability, which you can help manage and that child could still be very happy it makes me so terrified to have kids knowing the fact that my kid could get so sick from somebody else's kid not being vaccinated i don't know if it's in like our area but i know i think over on the east coast side when school started back up kids who were not vaccinated who cannot prove they were vaccinated were not allowed to return to school oh i am absolutely for that i think Kids, we should be making sure they grow up to be adults and can make decisions to vaccinate themselves or not. I don't care if you're homeschooled or in public school, it should be mandated that you get vaccinations and 
Like I said, once you're an adult, then you can decide. Kids shouldn't be at the mercy of their parents being intelligent enough to give them medicine. Yes. Poor kids are literally suffering and they don't know any better. Mm -hmm. And because they're a child, they can't speak up for themselves. I'm all for making sure kids are vaccinated. It's so infuriating that kids have to die just because their parents believe anything people tell them on the internet. So take this away from us. Vaccinate your goddamn children. Yep. That's the title of the episode. Vaccinate your goddamn children. Perfect. Okay. You ready to talk some Star Wars? I am. Why don't you dive in first? This is my least favorite. I did not like this one. You didn't like it at all. I I enjoyed it, but it definitely tanked in the rankings of the three. I agree. And it was my favorite as a kid. I The picture was so much clearer. It's the, more colorful too. Yes. Great advances in the technology, 100%. But I didn't like the way the story went. So one of the things, I definitely didn't like how Luke acted in this. Okay. The way that um, Mark Hamill. Yeah, Mark Hamill. Um, was acting. Not like, you know, do you know what I'm saying? I, I wrote down a similar note about Luke. And he was explain... too just like apathetic through it all. Okay. My criticism of Luke See, when I was a kid, I thought, like, yeah, he's a Jedi Master now. He's a badass. Mm -hmm. I think at the start of this movie, he still has the same problem from Empire Strikes Back, where he's too overconfident in his abilities. Yes. I mean, he's obviously had time to practice, but he just comes off as so confident that he cannot be turned to the dark side, that he can save his father. Even at the beginning when they go to rescue Han from Jabba, he just seems so sure of himself. I don't like that. Yeah. It was definitely something that was off-putting. But like when he was confronting Darth Vader and the way he, he spoke, I hated the way that he talked in this movie. Like I said, the apathetic, there was no emotion behind it. It was very dry. It's and To me, it was saying, just too earnest. There's some humor from him, but a lot of it is just, he's so serious. I was very over the fact that, said, that he, how many times he said father. Yeah. Just over it. Okay. What else did you have? So right at the beginning when they're meeting Jabba, mm -hmm. I wrote down, what is that ball sack looking thing in the beginning? The, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, No. <laughs> It was the, I guess you could say Jabba's right hand man. Okay, the guy with like the long it's tails like, coming off his head. Yes. Yeah. Ball sack. Okay. <laughs> the animatronics were really good in this movie. Yes, that is. I love the little Ewoks. So I know the, okay. I know those were people, but like those were one of my favorites. The little Ewoks are so cute. The baby Ewoks. Oh my God. I forgot about the baby Ewoks. I'll just say it now. Before there was baby Yoda. There was baby, baby Ewoks. Ewoks. But definitely the animatronics were so good in this mm -hmm. movie. And what, it was also made in the 80s? 83. 83. So literally a couple years after the other one. Yeah, and as far as I could tell, they hadn't really touched up Jabba with computers in this one. When I was a kid, I had a making of VHS for all the trilogy. Jabba is a giant puppet with... I want to say five or six people controlling different parts of him because he's that complex. Like there's somebody that's it's, doing the it's eyes. Impressive. And, yeah. It's like this dance of all these people puppeteering at the same time. It's, it is really impressive. So one of my notes was, you know, at the party scene before the bounty hunter comes in with Chewie, mm -hmm. there was singers. You <sighs> could tell. Okay. Were the, those were added in later, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> And you could tell how yeah. bad they were. I just looked at it and I was like, it's cool, but try and make it look like it's in the movie rather than it being some cartoon shit. That was state of the art back in the day, and I'm sure they've touched it up a little since. That scene serves no purpose. Like, there's a band in the original version. Yes. But they- But that singing person thing. Well, there's the one singer with like the long mouth that comes down to like a point and like big red lips. Yeah. She was in it. There's like a little monkey whatever scene in this one too that he's not in it. There's no point to that musical number being added. It's not even in English. Like you don't know what they're singing. It's just noise. 
Yeah. And the dancers were in the original. It's just, yeah, I don't know why that's there, but you're right. It looks bad. Uh, can we just talk about bounty hunter Leia yeah. was a badass. Yeah. And Leia was a badass in this movie. I like her negotiating tactic, and I love that Jabba agrees to pay her more because she pulls out a bomb. And he liked that. Yeah, he's like, my kind of scum. But I just, I think Bounty Hunter Leia was real badass. And I think just Leia in general in this movie, because she fucking strangled Jabba. Yeah. And that was, I thought that was cool. So I credit Leia in this movie and Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns for making me realize as a young boy, hey, girls are kind of awesome. Oh, here's, I wrote this. I now know why boys went nuts over hot Leia. (laughs) Also, super badass to kill Jabba. Yeah, it's kind of disturbing now. Like, she is hot in that slave outfit, but like, I don't know. Just as I'm older, it seems problematic. Yeah, I could see that. But one of my other notes was when Luke walked into Jabba's lair and he's like throwing fucking people around. I'm like, when did Luke get control of his powers? I feel like there was too much of a time jump because he came in a lot more confident. I'm like, well, when did he go? Did When did he train? Yeah. And he could have only trained with himself. Like he's just going off and lifting rocks or something because he didn't go back to Yoda until this movie. Yes. I don't like that jump. And not knowing because the way, you know, he walked in like a cocky asshole a little bit and just using his Jedi powers and, you know, calling himself a Jedi. Like, have you earned that title yet? It's a little bold of himself to (laughs) call himself a Jedi master. Yes. Like, how bold of you? Can we talk about that plan? I'm still not entirely sure what their plan was. It seems overly convoluted and... Infiltrating? Yeah, like Leia, I don't get the impression that it was their goal for her to be caught, but Luke was planning on going there anyway, and he needed 3PO and R2-D2 there, and I guess he was just playing at some point he was going to need R2-D2 to shoot him his lightsaber. There's too much of a time jump, and there's just, there's missing information between The Empire Strikes Back and The Return of the Jedi. Mm. Too much missing stuff. Yeah, and it kind of comes across like a heist, and they give each other knowing looks like something's about to go down. Was the plan that they were going to be executed and then escape execution? Like, that? it seems really far-fetched to plan out, oh yeah, he's going to take us on this sail barge out to the middle of the desert. (laughs) I just don't understand what the original plan was before it went sideways. But I hate it because, like I said in the last time we talked about this, I've seen all the Family Guy Star Wars. Yeah. And so that's really all I can think about when I watch Star, like when I watched this one because of the, you know, the back and forth looks between Peter and whoever was Lando and yeah. the um, TV show and just the looks back and forth and the, <laughs> yeah. it panning between like, what, four people? Yeah. I was thinking about that at the same time when I was uh, watching this version it's hard not to i like han more in this movie than in previous movies an example is like some of his humor when they're about to be executed and they're being transported out to the middle of the desert luke looks at him he's like it's not that bad of a planet i used to live here you know and without missing a beat han's just like you're gonna die here you know (laughs) i think it makes up for the fact that he couldn't you know quote unquote see for a good chunk of the movie and I think that's been his funniest moment, is this movie. It felt like a response I would make. It is a response you would make. I like when they get to the moon Mm. that has all the Ewoks Ewoks. on it, and they're flying around chasing, oh, another um, Stormtrooper, you know, helmet change. I told (laughs) you, every episode, there's a new type of Stormtrooper. I don't fucking get it. Uh, I but I enjoy their helmets. It's like little safari helmets almost. I don't know. I feel like they can see better in those helmets, though, because they definitely seemed more competent in this one. At least they yes. got the drop on them. And uh, their flying skills on the... That that was probably my one animation I hated the most is when they flew off on those um, rockety thingies. Yeah, the speeder They're, bikes. Yes. A really cool and well done scene, though. It is, and I definitely liked um, the fighting on them, but I liked Leia's encounter with the Ewoks because, you know, she she's kind of a fearless person, mm-hmm. and when she wakes up being jabbed by Ewoks, she just slaps it, 
And it's like freaking out. She goes, oh, quit. She's, she just sits there and just looks at it like, quit. Yeah. I love how. Is that Wicket? Yes. I love him. Uh, Wicket is in the Ewok spinoffs. I really I wish know. they put him on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the Ewoks was on Netflix, I think. Was it? Man, I have good memories of those movies. I also have problems with them, but that's a discussion for another time. But uh, I love how at least when small groups are encountering them, like not the battle at the end, but just all of our main characters mean the Ewoks, they could easily massacre this Ewok village and they just, okay, we'll let you take us prisoner. I like uh, C3, uh, C-3PO in this one because he's like really defiant uh-huh. and um, Han is just like, just fucking tell them. Yeah, I like that when they think C-3PO is a god and Han Solo is just like, okay, well then use your divine authority to get us set free. And C-3PO is just like, well, I don't think that would be appropriate. <laughs> what was funny to me is because Han is obviously perturbed. Mm-hmm. Luke is in the background just smiling because it's like, <laughs> of course, uh, C-3PO wouldn't think that's appropriate. <laughs> also, I like when they're about to be burned alive by the Ewoks. Yes. And Han Solo's trying to just blow out the torch because <laughs> he has no other options. He's just like blowing really hard. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There was some really good scenes in this movie for being like my least favorite, but I think really the whole fight scene with Palpatine and Vader and Luke was just so dry. It could have been better. The helmet removal, though, that was crazy. I was like, that's nightmare fuel. I'm sorry. So we've talked in previous episodes how obviously James Earl Jones is the voice of Darth Vader. But this other guy who doesn't get a lot of credit, David Prowse. He was the body of Darth Vader and acted out all these scenes in all these movies. Guess what? He didn't get to play Darth Vader without the helmet. (laughs) They brought in a third actor to play him. That's somebody different now? Yes. The guy that's had to wear the suit all this time doesn't get to show his face on screen. Why? I don't know. I just find that amusing. But Darth Vader in this movie and that final battle. See, when I was a kid, that was like <laughs> the biggest lightsaber battle they had released. The prequels hadn't come out. So I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. The music is good and emotional and you feel like the struggle of Luke and not wanting to like kill his dad and then Vader just going for it and trying to turn him to the dark side. But you're right. <laughs> it's there's not a lot going on in that fight. I got so annoyed with uh Palpatine. Yes. Yes. I like that though. That's he's very creepy and doesn't I thought it was just so fucking hilarious though when Vader just fucking manhandled him, picked him up over his head and just chucked him over the side. Yeah. Like he couldn't have fought you on that. Like you just literally picked him up and that was it. Well, I mean he was electrocuting him at the same time and that's yeah. kind of Palpatine's move, but yeah, I think he just caught him off guard and he didn't have enough time. You would think someone as powerful as Palpatine's supposed to be in Jedi, they can levitate things. Why can't they levitate themselves? You just don't see them flying much. You would have thought he could have been like halfway yeah. down that shaft. Um, yeah, I'm just going to levitate here and fly my ass back up and electrocute both of you. Yes, but there was just so much lacking in the fight scene. Like, you know, Darth Vader is supposed to be this superior evil lord. Mm. And he fell through in this one. And I mean, he didn't have a whole lot to do. And I still have to see all the others right. to know how he is. But he just kind of fell flat in this one. I do love how in the battle, Luke actually is starting to give in to the dark side. You can see the struggle with it a little bit. Well, even before that, like he is just so overconfident in his abilities and a little prideful. That it was making it easy. Yeah. And then when he finally has to give in to his passion because Vader's exploiting his feelings for his sister, then like that anger comes out and they get into a battle. And what stops him is finally cutting off Vader's hand and seeing the similarities between the path that Vader has taken and where he's at now. And he has his own artificial hand. And he's just like, oh, fuck, no. Like he just throws away his lightsaber. I think that is a good story be of just wow i came that close to being 
the villain. Yeah. Can we talk about Leia and the reveal that she is Luke's sister? Yeah. I love how Luke reveals that to her. He's about to go off, surrender himself to Vader. Basically, the conversation is, hey, you're my sister. Oh, and Vader's our dad. Okay, I'll catch you later. Yes. And she just, you know, she takes things so easy. And she was like, oh, I had a feeling. I always had a feeling. She says, I know. Somehow I've always known. Really? Because you kissed him on the lips in the last movie. Mm -hmm. And there's a moment later in the movie where Han starts to get jealous of her relationship. And she's like, it's not what you think. He's my brother. I wanted him to also be like, really? Because you kissed him. Yeah. I just want somebody to call that out of like, you guys have some awkward shit to work through. Yes. But I mean, I did kind of like that scene a little bit because they sat down and he asked her, do you remember your mother? Did he not? What? She shouldn't remember her mother. I was going to say, because it was right at birth, they got separated, right? Yeah. I was going to say, because he asked her, do you remember your mother? Maybe did she mean like... She has to be meaning her stepmother or something, because if you watch the prequels, there's no reason for her to have known her mother. Okay. And he, because he is like, I don't remember my mother at all. So what is, I guess I have to watch the prequels for that one Mm -hmm. too, because I mean, he's probably been raised by his aunt and uncle this entire time. Yeah. They were separated at birth, which that's another thing I want to go into. So after Yoda dies and Obi-Wan comes back as a spirit and he's talking to Luke and he explains to him, we separated you and your sister at birth because we didn't want your father to find you. And so these masters of witness protection decided the best way to hide Luke would be to send him to his father's homeworld to live with his aunt and uncle and living under the same last name. Why would Vader ever look for Luke there? Like it, well, It's such a the, shitty hiding place. Did he know that he was having kids though? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's I, I don't understand the logic of that of, yeah, we wanted to hide you from your dad, so we just sent you to live with family and didn't even bother changing your name. There's so many unanswered questions. We watched the prequels and there will still be unanswered <laughs> questions. Uh, Let's talk about Yoda. We didn't get a whole lot of Yoda action. No, I like how Luke returns to Dagobah because he has a promise that he has to keep to Yoda that he's going to return for more training. He doesn't get any more training because he comes back too late and Yoda's dying. That's on him. But Yoda's entirely in a puppet in this movie. They had to build the set elevated so that the puppeteer could be walking underneath the ground and controlling him. Knowing this, there was a moment re-watching this that caught me off guard. He climbs into bed and pulls the covers over him. And as I was watching, I was like, what the fuck? Like, trying to figure, like, the mechanics of this, if somebody's underground, like, there had to have been like some secret cutout in the bed or something. It was just a really impressive effect to me of like that puppet just climbed up on a bed and pulled the covers over him. Yes. They don't make movies like that anymore. It's a no, shame. They they have done very like for the time and the technology, they did really, really well with these movies. Well, even for now, that puppet, they've got a really good animatronic from The Mandalorian with Baby Yoda. That Yoda puppet in Empire and Return of the Jedi, that is top-notch. Okay, I do have a question. How old is Yoda? I heard something about 900 years old. Yes, 900. Okay, so where the fuck does Baby Yoda take place 900 years ago then? No, Baby Yoda in The Mandalorian is not actually Yoda. It's just his species because we've never been told what his species is. Oh, so he is literally separate from Yoda Yoda. Yes, Officially, it's the child, but we all call it Baby Yoda. Is it his child? We don't know. <sighs> didn't it got renewed for another season? Didn't it? It did. So okay, now that I've watched these three movies, you're set up to watch The Mandalorian. Okay, it takes place six years after Return of the Jedi. Does it really? Yeah, perfect. Because I need something to watch now that The Witcher is not <laughs> is yeah, coming you, back for you. You can year. go right into The Mandalorian. There's like stuff you'd appreciate more if you watched other movies and like some of the TV series. There's some stuff I had to Google to get all the references. But yeah, you don't need to see anything else to like really enjoy The I Mandalorian. I don't have to see anything else, yeah. but just but I should finish the rest of everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch the prequels. They have their moments. Well, one and three see, have their moments. I've I've already made it this far for these three. I'm going to eventually finish the others in TV show. 
there's like Clone Wars. Oh, the stuff. animated? Yeah. I, I, actually, I can't okay. get into those. I actually liked Clone Wars. I did get into that one. I just couldn't. The animation was weird. Um, Just random thoughts about this movie. One reason I don't like it as much as the others, it's kind of repetitive. We're going back to some of the same planets. Yes. And Tatooine's not that impressive to look at. Yeah. We're still not sure whether his name is Han or Han. <laughs> the Millennial Falcon. I didn't notice that that much in this one, but I definitely caught Orlando calling him Han. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, somebody just come on set and establish what this is. Maybe that's just Lando's Cloud City accent. Probably. Uh, during the final battle, there's a heartbreaking scene of two Ewoks get hit by <laughs> like a laser beam, and then one of them gets up and starts trying to wake the other one up, and he won't wake up. I know, I saw that. It broke my heart. It's so sad. Like, it's a good, it's a brilliant moment. Like, you feel that. Whoever came up with that, whether it was in the script or, like, somebody was on site and, like, we should do this. That's a well-done scene. It says so much without any dialogue. Other thoughts? Boa Fett's a punk. (laughs) (laughs) He's really cool looking. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons I was really looking forward to The Mandalorian, which is great. And I loved him as a kid. He does jack shit in this entire series. I know. So is he in a lot more in like the prequels? <laughs> I was going to say, why? why He's do in pe- the prequels, but. Oh, I was going to say, man. why do people like him so much? He never is does. Is it just because he's a bounty hunter? It's the armor just looks cool. Yeah. It- that's it, but like he's so Bef- ineffectual. Before I even watched this, I came in knowing, like, had a prerequisite. Is that the right word? Yeah. Of thinking, oh, so many people, there's so much Boba Fett shit that he is actually a part of something and he's not. And I'm really disappointed. No, he doesn't accomplish much at all. And his involvement in the prequels is just as disappointing. So look forward to that. Great. And my last real thought on this movie was Chewy. He seems more dog-like in this movie than in any of the other movies. Yeah. Like, when he's reunited with Han. He's just cuddling him. (laughs) Yeah. And when they're on the moon and he falls for the trap that's just an animal carcass on a stick. Like, Chewy, you're better than this. I'm surprised that the Ewoks didn't like, oh, you and I are almost the same. Well, they do kind of team up in the final battle. Fun fact, originally it was going to be a planet of Wookiees. <sighs> How fun would that have been? Wait for episode three. <gasps> we finally get to see the planet of Wookiees. There is a planet of Wookiees? Yes. <sighs> the I think it was a cost thing. They're like, wow, all these Wookiee suits are going to be expensive. And then somebody's like, what if we make them a third the height? <laughs> <laughs> and so Wookiee became Ewok. Ewok. There's, I'm kind of glad they did the Ewoks, though, because- They're adorable. I love them. Yeah, they're great, and I kind of worry about what happened to them after the fact, but yeah. Uh, I didn't really have anything else to say if you want to go into the ending of this movie. I like the little party, but I was going to talk about the video that you sent me okay. of the original ending. Mm-hmm. So in the version that we watched that's on Disney+, Plus, a young Anakin appears. Yeah. Who the fuck plays that? Uh, The guy from the prequels. Okay. That's not even the special edition from 1997. After they filmed the prequels, they filmed just a little insert shot of him to put in Return of the Jedi again. But, like, I don't understand why they would make him. Why he's young and Obi-Wan and Yoda aren't? Yes. (laughs) Yes, that makes no sense. Because in the original video that you sent me, it's him at current age. Yep. And is that the original actor or is that the other actor? That's the guy that's playing the version of him without the helmet. <laughs> so in the Disney Plus version, we have four different people performing the role of Anakin slash Darth Vader in this film. Not even counting any stunt workers. I don't get it. That's what I don't like about this ending is it requires, in order for it to make sense, you have to have seen the prequels. Well, now now that I'm thinking about it, do you think that he could have come back as young Anakin when he was still a, a pure Jedi? <sighs> do you think it went back that way instead of, you know, being... So, I don't understand why he comes back as a spirit, because it's kind of a thing in the prequels. They don't explain, explain it too much, but, like, 
It's you making peace with the Force and joining the Force. Kind of like a reward for being a good Jedi or something. Yeah. Yeah, he redeemed himself at the end of this movie by saving Luke's life. He has also killed so many people. Just so many people. He blew up fucking planets. Even, okay, he led what is called the Jedi Purge, which is he helped Palpatine and the Empire just hunt down and kill all the Jedi. Which doesn't make sense to me considering he was a Jedi. Yeah. Well, he betrayed them. He turned against them to join the Sith. The way in which it is finally depicted in the prequels, it is so heinous. They don't actually show it, but it's implied. He kills a full room of children, like young Jedis. Oh, God. And they come up to him and like, Master Anakin, are you here to save us? And he just lights his lightsaber and it cuts to black. That's horrifying. But yeah, he deserves to come back as a nice young Jedi spirit who can look fondly on his son. Because I was going to say... I don't know if it was just the bad graphics for the good graphics, but he was handsome. Because He's I was, tra- I was, bad. Tra- I was he- trying to look for his character because I was like, who is this? Yeah, I don't mind the guy that played Anakin. He gets a lot of crap. I don't think it's his fault the way the prequels turned out. Like, George Lucas really biffed it. But eventually, maybe we'll cover that on the podcast. It's not going to be anytime soon because we're not a Star Wars podcast. We've just done this small trilogy. Emily hadn't seen the original trilogy, so it made sense to do all these movies. Yeah. Oh, I'm really disappointed that the Yub Nub wasn't in there. Yeah. See, for anybody who hasn't seen the original movies, the Ewoks sing a nice little celebration song. It's basically just them singing the words Yub Nub. <laughs> I think it's like Yub Nub, Ewa Yub Nub. <laughs> and for years, I have just been at random points in time saying Yub Nub motherfuckers. <laughs> and like, I just now realize that some younger people have no idea what Yub Nub is. They're just like, Dan's losing it. And I 100% did not understand because, and he never even explained, he never told me what it was from. <laughs> I assumed like anybody who had at least seen Return of the Jedi would know what it was, but well, obviously see if you, that's not right. I mean, if you've seen Return of the Jedi, that's, you know, now it's not there. Yeah, it's not even in there. It's weird. Like, even if you were going to add the other additional shots, I don't know why they removed the song. Yeah. Yeah, that's just a strange change. <laughs> But like I said, not my favorite. It wasn't terrible, but I think if I had to rank them, it would be two, one, and three. Yeah, that would be the way I would go. So we finally finished talking about the original Star Wars trilogy. We're having a special Star Wars edition of Shut Up and Take My Money. Yay! I'm going to call it Shut Up and Take My Credits. (laughs) For anybody who hasn't listened, this is just a segment we do every once in a while. Not sponsored, we're not getting a kickback or anything from any products we're featuring, but it's just cool stuff we found that we're like, hey, that would be cool to own, or it's just a neat idea for a product, and we just tell you about it. So, do you want to go first? Yeah. So, my first one is a replica Star Wars Sith holocron, and it's basically just a light-up cube, not cube. Kind of like a pyramid. Pyramid. But it's really cool because you can buy it in any color that you want, and I think it's really cool. I would buy it. Yeah, they're really cool. I think they contain information. It's more of a prequel and like spinoff series type of thing. But yeah, they're pretty cool. Looking at it's got some like really cool designs on like the plastic. Yeah, they can be really ornate. I've seen metal ones like on Etsy. My first one. This one I googled, wondering if it was a thing, hoping it wasn't. But like, it's so insane. Hopefully, somebody's made a. Wookie pelt rug. <laughs> I don't think it's available anymore, but somebody was selling a rug that looks like someone just skinned Chewbacca. <laughs> belt and all. Yes, belt and all. <laughs> it's it's horrifying and terrible, but like that's my sense of humor. Just have it hanging on your wall. Yeah, I would love to have like a mounted Ewok on the wall. <laughs> just the head. Maybe some antlers stuck on for no reason. (laughs) What's your next one? A hand crank wooden music box that plays the Star Wars theme. That's cool. And one of them, you can get it in two colors. And one of them is black wood. Like it's stained black and it says, may the force be with you. And the other one is unfinished. Well, it's probably like, 
you know, clear coated. And it's got Darth Vader's head on the open. If when you open it up, it's his face mm-hmm. carved into it. That's cool. It's only like 20 bucks. That's not bad. No. Uh, my next one, keeping with the Futurama origins of our show, yes. is a Zoidberg frozen in carbonite. Honestly, I wish somebody would have frozen him in carbonite just because they couldn't stand him in this show. There's an entire line of Futurama characters frozen in carbonite, but I chose that one. I love it. I feel like you need to own it. The Carbonite prop in this movie is such a cool prop. There's just something about Han Solo and Carbonite, the anguish on that face and just yeah. the lights. Yeah, it's cool. So my next two is actually a double parter because they're both coffee mugs. One of them is the Storm Pooper. And it's just the Storm Trooper taking a dumper. Hopefully he has better aim than they do when they're shooting. <laughs> And then the other one is a lightsaber mug that they all light up when the mug gets hot. That's cool. But I really want that storm pooper. (laughs) Okay, my last one is, I have wanted this for years. It's probably been 10 years since I first saw it. It is a high quality office desk that is Han Solo frozen in carbonite. So just imagine instead of it standing, it's laid on its back with a sheet of glass over it and some cool glowing side walls holding it up. It's really well done. And it really is. cool. I don't think you can get it anymore. I want to say it was $10,000. Holy it was originally, shit. Yeah, it was insanely priced. But if you look at anything we're talking about, look at this one because the yes. quality. It's so cool. And you see why it's $10,000. Oh, it just looks so cool. That is really awesome. So one of my favorite things when we do Shut Up and Take My Money is after we talk about the products we've actually found, I try to pitch Emily my own ideas for products and see if she bites on them and says, shut up and take my money, or if it's just a hard no. <laughs> nope, that's a bad idea. You ready? Yes. This one, I don't think there's anything like it. I'm imagining a toy kit. There's a smartphone app involved and like a miniature green screen background and articulated toys. So you can do your own stop motion videos like the Imperial Walkers in the Snow or some of the little like tauntauns that they're riding on in the snow in Empire Strikes Back or just any of those cool stop motion effects. And then maybe in the app, you could also add like laser fire and stuff. So it just teaches kids how to do old school effects, but it's also got that green screen component. So it's teaching them a little bit about like new special effects and like you can get add-on toys and maybe a QR code with each toy that unlocks a new background you can use. I think I'll take a bite at this one. Cool. Shut up and take my money. I tried to come up with things that would be fun for kids and I would have loved as a kid, but also could teach people stuff. That's not the fun part of it, though. I don't know. I like learning stuff. It can be fun. No, 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 not learning. Learning is fun. I like learning. But, like, it's not damn fashion to not just bring something stupid to the table. (laughs) Go on. So, another one. They kind of make this already, but not like I'm envisioning it. A DIY lightsaber kit for kids, which they have toys out there where you come up with your own design for a lightsaber and make it turn on and you got your toy lightsaber. This would be like a science kit where you use chemistry and you learn a little bit of chemistry to make your own crystal for the inside of the lightsaber. You learn basic wiring for kids and then you can also learn about like properties of light with like lenses and stuff. So it'd be like a STEM type learning tool, but like you also end up with a really cool lightsaber and you can like pretend like you were a Jedi and you made your own lightsaber. Damn it, Dan, I'm still biting. I would love this as a kid. I would love this now. <laughs> okay, my last one. I got a product name for it. Oh. It's called Baby's First Abomination. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's another science-based toy, and what you do is you take stem cells from your baby's umbilical cord, and there's like a little gene editing kit, and you combine the baby's genetic material with like the genetic material of like some kind of pygmy bear, and then you send that genetic material off to a lab. After it gestates, they send the final product to you, and you have like a little kind of Ewok with your baby's face, and it gets to grow up with your baby. It can keep it company in the crib. Fucking no. Hell fucking no. How creepy would that be? That is terrifying. That is more nightmare fuel than Darth Vader's real face. 
Hell no. See, I was trying to lull you into <laughs> thinking, oh, he's actually got decent ideas for products. Surprisingly, you had two. How cool would that be if like, you could have like your own pet Ewok? No, it's not and cool. And then you could kind of make it look like you. No. How weird would that be? If- that terrifying. What, what would you do with it when you, it got older? Hard fucking pass. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if that was a thing, though? Like, take the Star Wars component out of it. If you could just get like genetically engineered pets that had your face. No. Or even just your eyes. No, that's scary. <laughs> it would be so creepy. Are you ready to move on to our final segment, Urban Dictionary? With yes. Emily? Get out of this nightmare fuel. I'm still thinking about my no baby Ewok. No, so it's cuter. Moving if you put on, it in the crib with the baby. Moving on. No, no. I'm gonna text you later tonight and try to make sure that's the last thing you think of before you go to bed. Fuck you. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Okay. <laughs> Battle wank. When a man goes out drinking and becomes aroused but cannot convince a woman to pleasure him. He goes home to masturbate and finds that his penis is flaccid. He then battles his dick until it gets just hard enough to come. Battles? <laughs> I'm not sure on the logistics of that. I mean, I have decades of experience owning one. I'm not sure that's how that works. I might have to go home and reread my owner's <laughs> manual, but I, I don't remember that being one of the features. You have an owner's manual. <laughs> I broke myself. Why, why wouldn't I have an owner's manual? You gotta have your warranty information somewhere. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> I literally broke myself. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's going to be all for this episode. Dan's going to go read his owner's manual. How great would it be if I wrote and published an owner's manual on the website? I wouldn't put it past you. Uh, parts listing. <laughs> O-ring sizes. That's going to be all for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Please give us a star rating and review in whatever app or platform you're listening to our podcast in. We always appreciate it. Yeah, and you guys know you can find us on Facebook at Mike Jiggers Podcast and MikeJiggers.com. We told you guys earlier, send us pictures of your animals and clothes, or if you have a chicken and a tutu, whatever mm-hmm. floats your boat. Okay, guys, we will catch you next episode. Oh, side note, we're going to have a surprise the next time that we are recording. So just stay tuned and come back for our next episode because I'm really excited and I hope you guys will be too. Yeah, it will be exciting. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia.